Um, is is this thing on? Well, if it is, welcome back to PS Football Talk. I am your benevolent host, the Poop Face, and my co-host is the Shaq. Shaq, are you there? Are you alive? Uh, yeah, I'm here. So, um, are you starting early or are you recovering? I, uh, some things happened last night, so uh, that was that was Gatorade. Well, I'd like to talk. I mean, a lot of stuff has happened. I mean, I got a new job and I moved, and we got the new apartment all set up and everything. And then you got engaged, and then you started a global pandemic to drive the prices down to make your wedding cheaper. Does that uh, pretty much cover everything that's happened since the past? Yeah, I feel like that's uh, I feel like that's pretty well accurate. Uh, it, it didn't really work though, because shit's still really expensive. Yeah, I don't think you thought that through, because the wedding, the wedding industry was not going to be imp- impacted by COVID. Yeah, well, I know that now. Yeah, well, you live and you learn. Oh, and I guess Jason won the league, because I honestly can't remember the last time we did one of these. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he won. Uh, so congrats to Jason, and. Uh, yeah, well, that's all we're going to say about that. So what's new? Um, well, we had our draft, and I think we should ease back into this because you are definitely not up to speed yet. Um, but I just wanted to say that for all of our half-dozen fans, we are back, and we will do our best not to leave you again. Um, and we're sorry. But last year was a lot, and this year has been more. So here we go. Uh, We started, and somehow through the draft selection system, the champion of the league was rewarded with the first overall pick. Isn't the champion of the league also the guy that gets to pick how the draft order is selected? Like, I feel like there's just some vertical issues here. You know, I would – I'm not going to – I don't care. I don't think it matters. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But I think this kind of goes back to what we talked about last year, where the first five picks were pretty much set. It was just going to be the order of them. Um, and so CMC goes one, Saquon goes two. The big surprise for me was Michael Thomas going three, um, and then Zeke at four, and Alvin Kamara at five. That those five were, you know, pretty much guaranteed unless, you know, some catastrophic injury or, you know, COVID related thing. Um, so I don't really have much to say about that. Do you? Uh, not really. I mean, I agree with you. The Michael Thomas pick is a little, was a little surprising. It was at three, but I, yeah. I understand it. I think that Brian would argue that he feels Michael Thomas be more consistently good week to week. Um, and I guess he just didn't believe in the antibodies hype that Dan did with Zeke. So um, at six is where it gets interesting. Uh, Ryan taking Delvin Cook um, off of one non-injured season. Um, I took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire 
who is a rookie at seven. Uh, I'm not proud of it, but I my rationale this year was just go for home run swings because I don't know if we're going to get a full season. And then Austin Eckler at eight, Devontae Adams at nine, and Lamar Jackson at ten. I literally had to look up your pick because I was like, who is this person? Like, as soon as you picked yeah. I started Googling. I'm like, who is this man? Yeah, I really did it for, like, the team name, to be honest, because, like, Hilaire and Hippos, I felt like that double H would work. Oh, that um, does. And I didn't... Yeah, so, like, my team name is just the Hilarious Hippos. So, um, but I do have to ask, Eric. Uh-huh. What? And it didn't really matter because you still, you know, you picked back-to-back, but why Lamar Jackson that early? Did you think did you think he was going to be gone by the time you got to pick in round three? Yeah, that that's that's simply it. Is I felt two kind of two driving factors is yeah I didn't think he'd be there back when I got to pick round three, and also mm-hmm. last year I played the what quarterback should I start? A lot of my draft was formed on last year the things I hated so like. I had to figure out a quarterback to start every week, and I always picked the wrong one. And mm-hmm. I had running backs that were okay, but not like certified starters necessarily. So I was also doing like I was also playing running back by committee. So like you see that in my draft, like I took, you know, I I took Lamar Jackson high, and then I think I went like four running backs in a row. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Um... I will say, like, going back to six, I'm intrigued with Ryan taking Delvin Cook um, and then following it up immediately with Tyreek Hill because I can already see how this season's going to go if either of those guys get injured and he just complains about it like we all do, but only in the way that Ryan can. Um, But, yeah. Uh, and then I actually, with my pick, like I said, I was kind of just going for home run hits this year. So I'm hoping that Hilaire, you know, is a solid rookie. Um, and I was just basically doing it from the standpoint that I cannot really name any of the other running backs on Kansas City. So it's like him or bust. Right. And it's the best offense in the league. So I'm assuming that a lot of points will get funneled through him. Um Dondi going back to the well with the Chargers running back in the first round, but this time he goes with Austin Eckler. Um, that surprised me a bit because I really thought Eckler was going to go in the second. Um, but, you know, he went for it. And Derrick Henry drops to the second round. Um, Harold taking Devontae Adams. Interesting. Uh, I do – he does – like older wide receivers not to say that Devontae is like old but he's definitely the elder statesman on that team so that kind of fits uh the brand yeah so yeah I think it was a good first round all things considered it was was it weird for you this year I know that you don't really follow as closely as some of the other guys in the league but even without any preseason games and like weird coverage it was a weird year to prepare for so I will preface this by my preparation was um, Friday morning before I got to work. I uh, was laying in bed and found a draft app to use. Um, And uh, yeah. And then I basically just winged it when we drafted, Mm -hmm. but 
I did think it was weird because normally you have in mid July slash into like August when the preseason starts, you have this huge kind of swell that happens. You have you see like commercials on TV for fantasy. You see like DraftKings mm. and FanDuel and all that other shit. But you see a lot of stuff on like ESPN and like who to draft, what to draft. And you have like they'll even do like draft special, you know, stuff like that, how to dump. But like I feel like there really wasn't a lot of groundswell this year on because you didn't have the preseason games, basically anybody could report on was like the shortened training camps. And you can only you can only report and see so much from a training camp. So I feel like oh, yeah. there was a lot less material to pull from this year. And so you had like a lot less like hype. Well, the other thing that was weird from like just the training camp perspective is like due to COVID restrictions, even like the beat writers, they weren't there. They didn't have as much access as they normally would. Right. So you're not even getting like the hearsay that you're used to getting like, oh, this person looked good in one-on-one drills. And, and there was like a little bit of that, but that was harder to find. Um, yeah. It was, and I feel like say, coach said this, player said this. Yeah, and I will say one of the one of the interesting things that I was reading because like you, most of my draft prep happened on Friday, maybe a little bit Saturday morning. Um, but one of the interesting things that I was reading was that offenses are going to be a little bit behind, so defenses might be a little ahead. But with some of these teams, I have to imagine that some teams are just going to put up like crazy numbers, like Arizona. Um, I feel like it's going to be really potent on offense this year. Um, Kansas City, obviously, I'd love to, I'd love to see what your boy Lamar does. Um, and even the Lions, like, I think the Lions are going to be really good on offense this year, at least to start. So I think we're going to see some point totals. Isn't, isn't that kind of how the Lions teams have been? Matt Patricia has this big onus on being a defensive coach and stuff like that, but – the the defense traditionally hasn't performed like the level it could under his tutelage and his offense. Um, he it, it works, but then like people figure it out and he just doesn't change it. So then it kind of like sputters. Like I feel like that's well, that was like a know. that was like Jim that was a Jim Bob Cooter thing. Like, <laughs> okay, super predictable. The thing about Bevel was before Stafford broke his back for the second consecutive year. Yeah. Um, we were doing some, like, really interesting stuff. And you saw, like, gadget plays, and you saw the run game has never been good because our O-line is just not up to par. But there were some interesting things, and it just – the offense sputtered when you went to the back of quarterbacks, which I think is expected. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure – why I think the offense is going to be so much better this year. I just get the sense that having Hawkinson, if he doesn't concuss himself and um, Kenny, I'm not as good as Alan Lazard Galladay on the outside and Marvin Jones on the contract year. And then the running back, and we just signed Adrian Peterson today. And I don't really think that'll impact it too much, but I think DeAndre Swift in the passing game and then our wide receivers is just going to be I feel like we have a leg up. Yeah, I I feel like I feel like signing AP gives you 
more options in running back. Yeah, no. well, it's a it's a definite upgrade at the back end of the rotation. So, like our goal line back was Bo Scarborough. Even at thirty five, I think Adrian Peterson's better than he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was reading today. I think AP had like twenty seven percent of the carries in Washington last year and got something like nine hundred yards, I think, or something like that, or eight hundred yards. I forget what it was, but it it's not. Anything to laugh about. Yeah, that's not shabby for sure. And it just adds depth in case carry on gets hurt again or just isn't able to bounce back from his injury from last year. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I would be remiss if I went five minutes on the podcast without talking about COVID and how I really think it's going to impact the season. Um, so all of this speculation might be for nothing. Um, just a little of reality for you, I guess, football fans that uh, come to rely on it how uh how many weeks into the year before somebody's first or second round pick has covid and is out for two weeks and then they start complaining about the season needing an asterisk because <laughs> um, i'm gonna be honest i think i already said it in the chat like a month ago i'm like we should asterisk this season because it's gonna be just weird um but i, I, think I three weeks yeah, I agree. Because, because I think you the first week is when somebody will get it, but then they won't get symptoms for two weeks. Um, and I don't know what the testing protocol is. So, but yeah, week three, I think, would be when it would start. And by week eight, I could see somebody asking for their money back. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to something a little bit more fun. So last year we did a much more deep dive on the draft, but all I want to do this year, Eric, is what was the pick of yours that you hated the most? Is it weird that I don't remember what my picks were? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Lamar Jackson, then Kenyon Drake, then Chris Carson, then Todd Gurley, which I thought was ironic um, or poetic, then DK Metcalf, Devontae Parker, Cam Akers, you took Gronk in the eighth, which I loved. Um, Darius Slayton, who I was surprised you even knew who that was. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Greg Olson. You can stop right there, Emmanuel Sanders. I don't know why. I, I don't. I, I don't know why I drafted him. He went them. to New Orleans. I, it doesn't matter. Like I don't know why I drafted him. The dude, every single time okay. I have him, just completely disappoints. It's like an abusive boyfriend <laughs> at this point. Like, I just can't stop. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, for me, I think my pick that I hated the most was actually my third-round pick, where I took DJ Moore, who I think will be good. But seeing some of the people that came off the board after that, um, I think I probably would take that one back. You kind of reached up on him, and you think you lost some value there? Oh, yeah, a little bit. But it was mostly just because I believe in the Bridgewater hype. Um, I think Bridgewater is going to be good for Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I'll have, I'll be happy to be wrong. And then just to follow it up, what was the pick that you liked the most that you did? Uh, can I say none of them? And I don't mean mm-hmm. that in like a sarcastic way, but like, I really felt this way this year overall with my draft. 
I mm-hmm. buy into personal favorite, even though I have Seahawks on my roster. Like, I feel like I didn't really buy into personal favorites, and I really tried the best I could to be just judicious and impartial in making my picks and just going for, like, the best available. Oh, this running back's available who's really good, but I really don't need him. I really need to get a wide receiver here, so take a wide receiver. Like, I just felt overall in the draft, like, I was good at drafting what I actually needed and not necessarily what I thought would be nice or cool. Yeah, you, you did a really, you had a really good balance where, you know, you, you obviously took a quarterback higher than most people thought one would bounce back with a couple really good picks, like doing your running back string um, through round four and then starting in on your wide receivers. Cause I think that most people would agree the wide receiver depth is good enough this year to where you can do that and still get production, um, which I think was impressive. My favorite pick is actually my round 15 pick where I got Larry Fitz. Um, and it's more of a symbolic pick because I really feel like I am the Larry Fitzgerald of the league where when you see him on TV, you're always reminded, oh, yeah, he's pretty good, you know, but I've never won a championship, um, and I'm in a constant state of rebuilding my roster. So, so I think, like, I thought two yeah. things about your Fitzgerald pick. First, I thought he still plays football. Yeah. And then second, I went, oh, Harold's going to be pissed. <laughs> that did cross my mind when I picked him, but I think I picked after, or no, he he took Mike Williams, so he could have taken Fitzgerald. Yeah, oh. sorry, Harold, but I really I, I really felt it was symbolic because Larry Fitzgerald has been one of my favorite football players for a very long time, and I don't think I've ever had him on a roster, and this might be the last year that I get the chance to. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully it it. Hopefully it, it works out for me. Well, and if um, it doesn't, it's a round fifteen pick. Like, yeah, I, I feel like you're not wasting a whole lot by going for him. I would even argue that that pick has a higher upside than probably most of our fifteenth round because at least he's proven. Sure, he might be old and not have a large part of the offense, or maybe he does. You know, but it's still him in round fifteen seems like oh, that's. That, that makes complete sense and should be a good one. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. Um, I think my favorite pick of the draft was probably probably Hopkins at in, in the second round. Um, I can't believe he fell that far. Um, I obviously passed on him at 14 but I did that because I wanted to get two running backs in the first two rounds that was kind of my strategy this year uh-huh. um, but Hopkins going that far I was very surprised just because I think he's going to be a monster this year but are you really surprised because Hopkins like all through the career I feel like in fantasy has been he's really good but he also can be streaky from week to week. Like, he'll put up 26, and then he'll put up, like, nine. Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. I think 
I think objectively he's been the best fantasy wide receiver for like the last like six years. Um, you could maybe throw like Antonio Brown in there uh, when he was still playing. But... <laughs> for for the two years or whatever that was. Yeah. Has he really been out of football that long? No, it was just last year. All right. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Let me – hold on. I will pull up my favorite website. So, in the last – in his career, he's only missed two games. That's astounding to me. He's only That's missed two games. Um, and he's only been under 1,000 yards twice. And the last three years, he had 13 touchdowns, 11 touchdowns, and seven touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, he's been pretty stellar. I wonder what happened in 2016. Houston must have been garbage in 2016. I'm guessing. That was probably before they had Deshaun Watson. I would assume so. I'm trying to think of who they had before Deshaun Watson. That was when they Brock, that was when they paid that was when they paid Brock Osweiler. Oh yeah, and everybody was like, "You're paying him for a starter." Okay, cool. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I was just really surprised that DeAndre Hopkins went that far, um, especially because like I like Tyreek Hill, but you know, I think Hop is better than Derrick Henry. Because I don't know how many carry like I know Henry's going to get a bunch of carries and stuff, but I don't know how many catches he's going to get. And I feel like that's just when you're when you're taking a a stud running back. Um, I prefer the PPR side of it because I feel like it's more consistent than touchdowns. Well, and I think you and I would agree with you. I think it's more consistent. Touchdowns are the touchdowns are the bonus points, in my opinion. Like you really need a wide receiver that gets X amount of looks, X amount of catches a game, so they have a good floor. But I think yeah. your Tyreek Hill bit, I mean, you said what, Hot missed like two games? I mean, Tyreek Hill yeah. missed that many last year. You know, I think yeah. there's four of them. And I, I think that's not the first time he's been injured. So yeah. I, I feel like there's some durability oh. issues, not necessarily full season, but like, COVID notwithstanding, I think you could have him out for two to three weeks because of like some sort of spring easily. Yeah. And I just honestly feel like Murray's gonna throw the ball at least thirty times a game and I could easily say see some of those ten of those targets going to Hopkins. So it's like you're gonna get hundred and sixty targets on a guy. Yeah. So maybe I'm rethinking my draft pick because I took Josh Jacobs there. Um but we'll see. So Okay. Is, is he still the is he still the Las Vegas Raiders? Yes, he is still with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and an interesting note: his PPR took a hit last year because he played the second half of the season with a broken shoulder, um, <laughs> which is interesting to me. So, yeah. But all right, Eric, I think we're good. There is just one thing left to do. You know no. it. You love it. It's your no, favorite no. Thing in the world. Oh, God. It's the lightning round. Uh, as always, we're going to start off on my screen. So my game is first. And yeah. we have Chris Effing Dennis versus the Hilarious Hippos. Um, and I will start and say Hippos banish Dennis whence they came. 
That's a little pun because my quarterback is Carson Wentz. Uh, Hippos win. I'm going to say Jamie spelled hilarious wrong. Chris Dennis wins. It's, it's, his, it's how he spells his name. I, I know, but it still looks like it's you spelled hilarious wrong to me. I know that's not what you did, but like every time I see it, that's what I think of. I'm like, that's wrong. It's, it's the grammar, man. Maybe this was a bad idea. I think we should probably rethink this whole podcast thing again. Um, this uh, will be the last podcast for one, guys. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the next game on my list is uh, Jason versus Brian. Um, I will let you go first on this one. Uh, give me the team names because I don't have them in front of me. Uh, Jason is Christian Mingle, and Brian is Blow the Buy Again. Wait, 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 wait. Jason's Christian Mingle? He has Christian McCaffrey, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, that is so good. Please tell me that it's like some like pious chick. Anyway, uh, ooh, I- I'm I'm gonna go with. I-, I don't have any clever thing to say, and since I don't have them in yeah. front of me, I'm just gonna do like a quick one line synopsis. I think. Uh, I think Jason's gonna start the year strong, and you're gonna have a talk mm-hmm. of a repeat. So I think Jason wins this one. I think he's gonna get like the first like three or four games. Yeah, I um, I'm gonna go back to the well that keeps on giving, and I'm gonna say, uh, did Fournette retire? Uh, Champ wins, so I think Jason's gonna win too. Um, yeah, so that's fun. The next one is make eight great again, uh, Chris Donneville versus this wasn't fantasy fantasy soccer. Um, I have a feeling that you're due for a name change. Yeah, I don't know what my name change is going to be, but it's definitely not going to be that because, frankly, that name is stupid as shit. Yeah, it was good last year. I like. I do like. Um, I really do like Chris's name though. Make eight great again. Like I can get behind that. Well, it's funny you say that. That actually played into my lightning round. Uh, So why was six afraid of seven? Question mark. Gandhi wins. Uh, That's that. That joke never gets old. I uh, I mean, I'm not going to vote for my team because, I, like I said, I think I'm going to combine five and 20-something over the past two years. So uh, the carnage continues. Chris wins. Nice. I like it. Uh, next up on the list is Harold V. Joel with the Drink the Honolulu Blue versus Julio's Mayan Warriors. I think they are both due for a name change. I would agree. Um, so who you got? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go, and I'm just basing this off of their names. I I hate Harold's name less. So I'm going to say he wins. Okay. I like it. Um, so it's no secret that Harold is not a friend of the podcast and we have a disdain towards Joel. Uh, so mine is simply don't care. Joel wins. So. That's fair. Did we ever did Joel did Joel show up for the draft or is he still in I in Mexico? He was there, right? You, you were at the draft, Eric. I have no idea. I the oh, draft no, the Joel that was there had some like scruff. Like I've never really seen a one flop with facial hair. So but, you think Ryan just picked up some hobo to draft for Joel? Yeah, I'm not sure it was actually Joel. Well, I don't know, Eric, because my draft consisted of Chris Dennis and I think 
Harold framed in the Google Hangout shot, and then me and Brian and Chris Donneville trying to hear what people were saying. Yeah, and so it was. So it was. So there was. There was this guy that had like rugged stubble that introduced himself as Joel, but uh, I, I don't know. I think we might need to do like some investigation on that because I'm not convinced okay. that was actually Joel. We'll send, we'll send out the beat writer. So okay, and then the final match is Zeke Blinders, which I'm a big fan of. I am too. Fighting. I'm pretty sure Ryan's probably going to update the name, um, maybe to like Harry Legs or something like that, because that would be funny. So uh, for me, this one was simple, and it's like the most staggering thing. But I just said half a billion question mark. Dan wins. <laughs> Mahomes, Elliot, and Kelsey, um, and Mahomes' projection is twenty-eight points, and that to me is just outrageous. So that I feel like to me, I just I, I want to bring it back real quick because I, I wanted to say it and I forgot about it. I think that was a great idea, like. Dan's draft, best thing he did, draft Mahomes, draft Kelsey. Worst thing he did, draft Mahomes, draft Kelsey. Because like, we're, it works great. I mean, 12th man rising when I won, it was all Seahawks. But like, it also can really bite you in the ass. So I think Dan's team is going to be a fun one to watch just to see if that connection just picks up. And, and I mean, the connection has – there's there's no sense to me that it's going to break down or change, but like, especially with this COVID year, I think it's going to be really interesting just to see if that propels his team forward or if he's actually going to need help from Zeke and others. Um, but but Zeke blinders like you can't get a better name than that. Like I'm a little yeah, discouraged. I really thought that it was going to be Star Wars and Ewok themed. Um, that's what I thought. But the other thing I will say, and I just thought this, and maybe I should have changed, but I forgot that Ryan had Tyreek Hill, so that's a nice little stopper to Mahomes. That is true. It might be mitigation for touchdowns. We'll see. Or this, he breaks his foot in the first game. So This honestly just goes back, because this battle is as old as time itself between Dan and Ryan. And yeah. they really did construct teams to counter each other. Completely so, unintentional, I'm sure, but it'll still be entertaining. I think it's just the way their brains work. Yeah. So, you got anything else? Uh, Did you get your food delivered? Uh, no. So, I actually found boneless wings in the fridge that we apparently ordered last night. Right, you said that. So, I've been yeah. I've been eating the remaining boneless wings. Yeah, I think I'm not. You- I'm not sad. They're wing snob, which I've never had before, and they're pretty good. I think I think you're having conflicting reports here because at one point you said you don't think, but now you're telling me you don't remember ordering wings. So I feel like. To be fair, I don't remember a lot of things sober. So loss of memory is really not like an indicator of me of blacking out. I hear that. Okay, I got you. That's good. Okay, well I think that's pretty much all I got. Um, we'll try and do this again next week and hopefully have some stuff to recap, but Eric, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah. So let's go with strawberry watermelon Gatorade. Uh, it's one of their newer flavors and it's really delicious and it's refreshing. And especially with fall coming, 
and you know your Yankee candles and your Oktoberfest beers and stuff like that, you're going to need to keep hype, keep hydrated. And that's where Gatorade, strawberry, watermelon comes into play. I would like to plug Rishi brand masala chai mix. Um, it's a very, very, very good liquid chai that you can use for chai lattes, which I'm a big fan of. Ooh, it's a liquid? Um, and I also, yeah, so it's like a syrup. I like it. Yeah, I like that more than like a dehydrated powder. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to plug that. And that's everything. So uh, as always, have a good week, everybody. Good luck with this week. And we'll see if we'll do a live watch party on Thursday. Was that the plan? I think somebody mentioned it. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll see if that happens. And um, as always, may the numbers forever be in your favor, even though projections don't matter. (laughs) None of this matters, Jamie, because COVID.